0: happy friday everybody it's me i'm back it's friday which means it's made man day and today i'm here discussing episode eight of season one hobo code uh i mean i'm trying to think like did a ton happen in this episode no it was a lot of character stuff um, and we got to see a little bit of sal outside of the office uh, we got to learn a little bit more about Peggy, uh, and we got a little more background on Dawn and Pete's Still a Creep. So, and I just finished watching it about five minutes ago. I'm going on instant ac- instant thoughts. I'm probably going to get some stuff wrong. If I screw it up, I apologize in advance, but here I go. Kind of opens up on an early morning, about 7 o'clock. I think this is how it opened. started with Peggy and Pete getting in the uh, elevator together. Pete, from what I can tell, hates his life. You know, he's moving to his apartment that he didn't want, that Pete, that uh, his wife's parents are helping to pay for. He seems to be in a marriage he doesn't really want to be in. Um, he seems a lot more interested in Peggy, and he's not. he just doesn't seem happy with what he's doing in his life. He, it, it, maybe it's the choices are being made for him, um, and he's just kind of sleepwalking through them. But he t- starts to talk to Peggy about them, and while they're in the elevator, and the elevator operator's like, I'm, we're really sorry, uh, the service elevator's out, do you mind? And they're like, no, I guess we don't mind. It, that, they really weren't that bad, but they were, the fact that you have to ask so that the janitorial staff, a black guy, could come into the elevator without it being an issue. The fact that they even have to ask is is sad, but it's just the times. Um they get off the elevator they go into the office and one thing leads to another and they're banging they're banging they're banging in pete's office um pete he is a he's a creep but when i first saw pete show up at peggy's door on the first episode walk into her apartment and you know get it on i thought wow this guy's really taking advantage of this girl who's new to the city but peggy like it okay Peggy like Pete. That's why she's going for him. I mean, she initiated it. She was like, oh, yeah, this is great. This is what I want. Later on in the episode, you know, they go out for a party. And um, she's dancing and having fun. And she tries to get him to dance. And he's like, I don't like seeing you like this. And then later on, she shows up early for work, looks in his office. He's not there. He's He's working with the guys. He comes in later, doesn't even look at her. And she's like, she is not happy about it. She... Uh, you know she's into Pete a lot, and I, maybe she likes the excitement of the fact that she's with a married man. She's with an, uh, someone who's got his own office and a pretty important guy. You know, even if he's a junior exec, I don't know what he is. Um, but the fact that she's not getting his attention now obviously bothers her. But what doesn't bother her is that she actually got uh, her copy was liked by the clients. Don Draper had to do a little work. They edited the copy a little bit um he had to sell them on it but eventually they turned around they liked it and uh she could see she actually did a little skip in her step they offered her a drink to make her feel like she's one of the guys um that's really i'm trying to think that's most of what happened in the office that day peggy got her um copy read it was the lipstick guys and uh obviously pete and peggy getting it on in the office uh, that was oh and also uh, one of the one of the girls who works at the um, reception not the reception but the operator uh, she heard salvatore talking to his mother in an italian and she got really it really attractive and they said he's tall dark and handsome and she goes to see him in the art department and she likes what he sees she sees um, not having <clears throat> any idea the really sal is uh is a closeted gay guy and they, they they've never actually said that but just the way he, i think the actor himself is gay i'm pretty sure and they um the way he carries himself the way he acts uh you could see that he's kind of this closeted gay guy i don't know how closeted he is because it kind of comes out in this episode he instead of going to the party with the people he ends up uh, meeting one of these lipstick executives out for a drink and uh, now the guy said, "Oh, you got you you understood what I meant by it being, uh, you know, revamped." I don't know if he meant that was code to just meet me here, but that's what happened. The two of them met. They had a couple drinks. They talked over dinner. This guy was really talking him up. He's talking about how whenever he gets a room in New York, uh, he loves having a view. And then at the end, he's like, "You really got to come to my room and see my view." He takes Sal's drink gives a little sip himself, basically saying, look, I want to drink from the same cup as you. I'm guessing. I don't know if that's code, but Sal was not into it, which was, to me, it's either Sal doesn't, is not just looking for a dude to go home with, or Sal is either so closeted he's afraid to even do this because it may come back to hit him, or he himself is not completely sure with who he is yet. That's what I got from that. I wasn't sure. Um, but the guy's like, what do we have to lose? And he's like, are you kidding? So I think the big one was how I can't do this to someone with someone who might, who is associated with my business. Cause if this comes back to haunt me, it comes back to bite me in the ass, you know, I'm screwed at work, which again, kind of a sad, um, existence that these, that, that you know, that people, I mean, then would have to go through much worse and some people still have to still do it now. But, um, I think that covers everything in the workplace, but it doesn't because earlier in the episode, Don got called into Cooper's office, not Sterling. There was no Sterling in this episode. <clears throat> there was one reference um, where Joan said, "If, if I think she said, if Mrs. Sterling calls, have it rooted to my number." I, there was something about that, but nothing happened with that. Um, but Roger Sterling wasn't in this office in this episode at all. Cooper did call uh, Don into his office, kind of said uh you know you're a you're a basically talked a bunch of mumbo jumbo about how good of a worker he is um talked about this book and Rand's atlas shrugged and basically said you should buy a copy with this check i give you and gave him a bonus check of twenty five hundred dollars don was like i don't even know why i got this but he was like twenty five hundred dollars look if i get a bonus check today for twenty five hundred dollars okay i'd you know i'd freaking do a dance The fact that you're getting that in 1960, it must have been humongous feeling, okay? Even for a rich ad exec. Uh, But does Don go home and, you know, splurge on his family? Does Don do anything like that? No, 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 no. What does he do? He goes over to his girlfriend's house and basically wants to take her home. Take her to Paris. So let's go to Paris right now. I'm like, is he serious? Was he serious talking about Paris right now? Uh she's with her kind of hippy dippy friends and they're hanging out and they just want to listen to miles davis and smoke some weed and get high and they talk the square ad man into sticking around this kind of leads to don getting a little high going to the bathroom and having some flashbacks flashbacks um, which lead to the title of the episode hobo code and i'm trying to think how this pertains to now Because why would they show this? Why would they show any of this stuff? They want to give us a background to Don Draper, Dick Whitman, little Dickie Whitman living on this farm uh, with a woman and a guy. I I don't know who these people are. Is that that the father but a different mother? I, I do not know. I assume that's the father, but I'm not sure. Because earlier they showed... Um, a woman saying, you know, Dick, look, this is your brother. He's not, he's not my brother or sure it is. You just don't have, you just have different, Oh, same daddy, different moms. Right. Is that what it was? Yeah. So then this, that must be the dad who has a bunch of different women that he impregnates, I guess. Um, but this hobo comes up. It's like, I'm looking for work. Can you help me out? Can you give me a meal? And they allow this guy to come into his house. He is Ryan. I think his name was Ryan. I don't want to. I don't want to say Ryan Rosillo because that's an ESPN guy. This guy was on 24. He played an agent named Ryan, and he's he's a great actor. So he's kind of there to basically say I'm from New York, uh, and I'm on hard times, and now he rides the rails. And um, they ended up. He ended up eating dinner with the family. You could see that the, the woman that was there was talking about how. You know, are you a communist? There are different people. They don't, they can't be saved. Are you, um, you know, are you a worker? Do you know how to work? Blah, 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 blah. She promises, she gives him a coin, and the guy, who I think is Dick's dad, Don's dad, takes the coin away and says, after you work for it. So the guy works for him all day, and he doesn't get the coin. Because why? Because Dick Whitman's dad is a dick. Get it? Um, The night before, so the, the guy stays over the night, and... The hobo talks to Dick Whitman and he's like, you know, I used to have a wife and a mortgage and now I just ride the rails. I gave it all up and I changed my life. So I wonder if that is the, the kind of the glimpse to get out of this episode was this hobo is the guy who came along one day and said, I didn't like the life I was living. I left it and I started a new life. And that is exactly what Don Draper did. Dick Whitman did. So it must have stuck with him. And Dick and the, the um, hobo tells him, you know, here's a chalk. This is what we use to mark houses to see if they're safe. We put a little we put a little you know circle with an X in it. That means you. It's a pie. And uh, this food here. We do this little jagged marks, meaning there's a dog here. A uh, crying eye, a story to tell. And then this hook. I think it was a hook, um, which means a dishonest a dishonest man lives here. That was the only one I wasn't quite sure what it was, but it seemed like a hook. Um, and the next day, the dad does not give the hobo the money. He just says, Be on your way now. And the guy leaves. And Don chases after him. And he sees on his post the same little sign was made of a dishonest man works here or lives here. So he looks at his father, I'm assuming his father, for the first time, maybe, as, Wow, this guy is a dick. So I think all that does is kind of lead us to. Um, the first time that Don Draper probably thinks, hey, Dick Whitman thinks, I don't need this life. I could leave this life. I could move on and start a new life. I mean, did I cover everything already? Last week, I feel like I talked for a half an hour. I mean, I was walking around chasing my dog, but a half hour went by. And this time I've talked for like, 11, 12 minutes, and I feel like I've covered everything in this episode. It wasn't as jam-packed as the last one. The last one had a lot going on. Uh, there was no Betty at all in this one. There was no uh, Roger Sterling, as I said. We did get a glimpse of um, Don, Don's house. So Don had these flashbacks. He's with the hippie, Dippies, and he kind of starts arguing with them, like, look, there is no us against you. There's no the man. It's just this is life, you know? Uh, and meanwhile, there's a guy outside getting arrested. And they're like, you can't go out there. And Don looks at them. And he's like, you can't. He goes out there with his hat on and the police will respect him. They're like, hello, sir. Because Don comes from, is a different ilk, different person. He's playing around with the camera before he leaves. And he takes a picture of uh, his girlfriend and uh, another guy there. And he can just tell that they're in love. I don't know if this is the end of this girl. This might be the last time he sees this girl because he takes the check for Paris. He says, let's go. And she's like, really? I can't do it. He takes the check, signs his name to it, you know, gives it to her and basically says, go buy yourself a new car and leaves. To me, at this point, just seeing now, not knowing where we go from here, I think that's him saying, you know, goodbye. Time to get time for me to move on. I don't know if that's also from the hobo. When it's time to move on, it's time to move on. When it's time to change, it's time to rearrange. So obviously, you know, Don works from 6 in the morning to 11 o'clock at night or whatever. I don't know. He gets home late at night, creeps into the house, goes and wakes his son up and just says, ask me anything. And the son's like, I'm tired. He goes, just just ask me anything. And his son's like, "What? why do fi- lightning birds light up? He goes, I don't know, but I'll never lie to you. And he gives him a hug and he falls asleep um, <clears throat> in his kid's bedroom just with his son all night. So the flashback probably made him realize that his dad was a friggin' a-hole and his dad was dishonest and he will not be that kind of person. He left that life behind. He's going to be good to his son and he just needs to tell himself that. That's why he woke up his son, just to tell him that he'll never lie to him. Uh, so I thought that was you know, just a neat little thing. Um, and then that really is the episode, right? I mean, we had the next day, they, you know, that's the next day. I, I talked about the kind of, uh, this already where Peggy goes to early to work. No one's there. She's working. Pete Bailey pays attention to her. Um, and, um, Don comes in and she's like, good morning, Peggy. And we just see the back of Don's head. He goes into the office, close the door and they zoom in on the words, Donald Draper, because that is what matters now. That life is gone. He does not want anything to do with that life anymore. He left it behind. He is that kid's son. He is that daughter's dad. He's that kid's dad, that daughter's dad. He's, he's Betty's husband. He is Donald Draper. There is no Dick Whitman. Dick Whitman was another life a long time ago. Remember with his brother, he gave his brother money. Boom, I never want to see you again. Now he's with his ex-girlfriend. He gives her the check for 2500 Probably, I never want to see you again. So it's like a little pay and have a nice day. That's how he does it. That's how he rolls. And my friends, I think I've covered this entire episode. Now, what's up, Greg? See, there, boom. That's for someone who's listening, who I know is listening. Um, I'm in my basement walking around because I got. I was told by one of my friends that the, uh, the crickets were too much. And guess what? They're freaking crazy tonight. And I could, did not want to do it again. You might hear clicking. That's my knee because I've, I'm, I'm old and I'm rickety. But um, no crickets. No crickets for me. And I just want to say thank you so much for listening. It's kind of crazy. I, I almost forgot to watch Mad Men today. Uh, like if, you, if you're from, if you go onto Google, you type in Lawrence, and over just type those words into google and you will see some crazy uh fires have been going on gas mains like uh that backed up and and burst and there were like 50 60 maybe even more fires and these are the towns right next to the town i live in so it's been all over the news all day um and i've just been kind of following it all evening. And then I realized I got to stop looking at the news for, for at least for 45 minutes so I can see what's going on with Don Draper. And I could talk about it because I have really weird priorities in my life. Anyway, that's it. I am done. So I want to thank you for listening and you found me already. You're listening to me right now. You know where I am, but let's say you're listening to me on anchor. Thank you for finding me on anchor, but I'm also available on iTunes, Stitcher. Google Play, uh, TuneIn, uh, Overcast. That's one that I haven't even mentioned, Overcast. Um, And we're not on Spotify yet, but um, someday, someday. um, Where can you, how can you talk to me? Well, you can email me, mademan at fansnotexperts.com. Send me an email, send me your questions, send me your thoughts. You haven't done it yet, but maybe you will. Maybe you will. Or you're on a text chain with uh, seven other guys I know. And you'll listen to this right now. You can always send me your questions through the text chain. You know who you are. Um, you could follow me on Twitter, at MadeManPod. All one word. You can follow me there. Every episode gets posted there. You can follow us on Facebook. com is the Facebook page. Or you can go to the official website, com slash made man we are 8 episodes in 8 episodes of made man 8 episodes of mad men and i'm like we're closing we're more than halfway through the first season and that's how we're going to do this this is season 1 of mad of mad men but it's also season 1 of made man at the end of every season we're going to move on to the next season it's not just episode 1 episode 2 episode 3 we are going season by season i have just as many episodes as mad men, none more, none less. I don't even know. Now I'm rambling. But what I want you to do is subscribe, follow, listen, go on iTunes, leave me a review. That would blow my mind. Okay. If I would have a review from iTunes, it would allow more people to find me. The more reviews you get on iTunes, the more iTunes pushes you up and the more people will find you to give you more reviews. It's a vicious circle of, uh, of just ridiculousness. And I thank you for listening. And I thank you as I go along this path of watching every episode of Mad Men so that I, one day, can become a made man.